0: Joe Biden's getting feisty, fellows. Uh, he's, Whoa, he's a little feisty, crazy a little feisty, feisty, huh? Crazy coronavirus madness. <coughs> like Matt Cal, like hey, hey, don't, just <laughs> please. Mark David Hall came oh. on the show. Oh. Yeah. here we go. And, and we sure. also got a special guest from Samaritan Ministries. Oh, uh, uh, coming in, he's gonna talk to us, calm us all down about okay. this coronavirus madness. They got the answers. They got, they got the answers. And oh, okay. They got the help. Hey y'all. Thank you for joining us. Good to be with you guys. Pastor Toby Chuck Knox. Hey. I'm the water boy. We got a full packed show for you guys. <laughs> uh, and thank you to our club members for helping us fight, you know, some some madness media. There's a lot of madness going on in the media oh, out there. Yeah. We're going to get it. We're going like, to get more. Is enough. that what they call March madness? Don't, don't
1: say that to know, me right at, now. You at <laughs> know, at a point where we need to be That's saying so fake sad. news, like yeah. now no one's saying fake news. And we should be saying fake, fake news. news. Right. Yeah. I mean, you really trust
2: these people? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, this show is brought to you by Samaritan Ministries. Who I health, trust. <laughs> healthcare sharing ministry with yep, over a quarter of a million Christians that care for one another's needs from broken bones to cancer, pregnancies, organ transplants, and coronavirus. Wow. Praise the Lord. All without the use of traditional insurance. Let's be honest, talking about health insurance is not something anyone. Really likes to do. It can be confusing. There's all the you know the copay and the you know I don't know the deductibles and you know all this all that jazz. And stuff. Uh, and and plus, who really knows what's actually going on in all that? Uh, that's this why time. Samaritan Ministries is a healthcare option people should consider. It's not insurance. It's Christians sending financial gifts to others when there is a medical need. Plus caring for one another spiritually through prayer yep. and encouragement. What a lovely way to love your neighbor. Christians can do that with Samaritan Ministries because they know when an illness or injury happens, Samaritan Ministries, um, they, the members of the ministry have one another's backs. It's, it's basically bearing one another's burdens. Yeah. So if you'd like to learn more about how you can be part of this ministry, helping each other with health care, visit samaritanministries.org slash crosspolitik, samaritanministries.org slash crosspolitik or call 877-459-
0: 1662. 877-459-1662. So Joe Biden, mm-hmm. is, the race is now down to Bernie and Biden, mm-hmm. and, and Redline Bernie, and Sleepy Joe, and Bernie. Uh, Dog faced pony soldier. <laughs> 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 I think Joe Joe's either getting feisty because it's down to them two, or or maybe it's Joe's been, always maybe been feisty. Or maybe his dementia's kicking in.
1: No, he's been feisty.
2: I support the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment, just like
3: right now, if you yell fire, that's not free speech. But from the very beginning, I have a shotgun, I have a 20 gauge, a 12 gauge, my son's hunt. Guess what? You're not allowed to own any weapon. I'm not taking your gun away at all. You need a hundred rounds? That. Yeah, tr- I did not a say that. That's not I did not say that. It's a viral video. But it's a viral video like the other ones are putting out that they're saying they're lying. So to, to, to gun owners out there who say, well, a Biden administration means they're going to come for my guns. Bingo. You're right if you have an assault weapon. The fact of the matter is they should be illegal, period.
0: Yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47.
3: You're going to take care of the gun problem with me. You're going to be the one that leads this effort. I'm counting on you. This guy can change the face of what we're dealing with with regard to guns, assault weapons, regard to dealing with climate change. And I just warn, I warn an animal, if I win, I'm coming for it. Go boys. Oh, he just clarified it. Wait, 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 wait! You you need 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 take your AR, your AR-14s yeah, and what? Okay, this is not okay. Hold on, hold on, right. Hey, let's you know, keep it real. There's, there. there's, a, there's lot a lot of out. guys. A lot of guys wanted.
4: I'm not they, they, working. it. Thank so much. Give me a break, Don't cry. Hey, there's a lot of people.
0: Hey, hey, hey,
3: hey! Look, here's the deal. Go, go, go! Here's the deal.
0: Are you
1: able to machine gun? I guns. said, are you able to own one? I'm oh, machine guns? Are That's right. So, are 15s legal? out oh, that in the machine
4: guns. No, That's it's not.
1: Yeah, do you, do you need a hundred rounds. Do you need a hundred rounds. There are rounds?
4: in America with handguns, and there are what you call assault rifles. Why are you advocating for assault rifles? When people are
0: handguns?
1: Ooh, he was getting, it. he was getting it from his people. <laughs> you see that guy in the
0: maroon hat? Yeah. That's boss. Yeah, he came you over yeah,
1: yeah, he the only one with the maroon hat. Notice that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Bob, boss came over and he's like, hey. It, you I don't mean, represent
1: us. You, you need see Chuck. this decal on yeah. here? <laughs> that he, means you shut up right you now. You need to back down. Yeah. <laughs> Joe paid a lot of money to come here. <laughs> <laughs> You know what too, do you need 100 rounds? Yes, because it wasn't that's not why this whole thing was it was written so that you could defend against the federal right. government, right, not yeah. so that you can go hunting. But Make that clear all the time. Yeah, yeah. The, the problem though is, is that he he's
2: got a Biden's got a point. I mean, we let them ban machine we guns. We did. Yeah. And
1: we shouldn't have let them ban I, machine I, and bump stocks, yeah. which thanks Trump. Yeah, Trump? What? Uh, yeah, we got we what got slow on the job. We let yeah. him do it. And uh, you said something yesterday when we were talking about this though about Biden. Right, you know, Everybody's kind of pushing like, you're putting, Biden's getting C now. I get that, but I thought this made him look strong. Yeah. And I think more and more that I see him, rep- Democrats have always kind of been the people who are like, smile on your face, they're kind of soft, and then they stab you behind the back. Did I say Hillary Clinton? Yeah, I think I did. But, but they really look soft in it. public and like, oh, you know, but then they stab you. By- yeah. And Joe's kind of like, I'm just going to say it, I'm going to be who I am, and I'm, he's kind of looking like a tough guy. Yeah, right. And they need that right you now. You
2: know, MSNBC and CNN, though, they were actually doctoring this clip and cutting out like the part where there was like no. real pushback. Um, at least that's, I, I, that was the report going around. Okay, that was the rumor going okay. around because they were trying to protect him, right? But uh, I think that was an. That's an interesting point, though, to say like you know if you actually want to go up against Trump, you better have yeah. You you have to ha- you have to show some more backbone. That's right, because that's part of what I mean. I think people, even even those of us that are like you know, kind of cringing, yeah, w- at, at various points with Trump, like please don't go to Twitter right now or whatever it is. Yes, um, <laughs> it's like, but there is there is a part of you that's like, but thank you for standing up. Yeah. Uh, to the media, thank you for for standing up to liberals and secularism thank you, at least
1: somebody's got a backbone if the Democrats saw the debate between Hillary Clinton and Trump last time then they know that you're going to have to have somebody who that's can get punch, in there and brawl. Or yeah. Yeah, Hillary sure. couldn't, couldn't brawl. He took Hillary to the mat, and he just pounded <laughs> Dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> you're
0: lying
3: dog-faced pony
0: soldier. Well, here, here's what's funny is is Bernie and uh, Biden are going to be debating on stage. I think it's this Sunday or Tuesday, this coming week. Yeah. But it's going to be just themselves on stage. They didn't cancel that on yet? Stage. They didn't cancel Oh, there's it. no audience. There's no audience. Oh. And I think that's actually going to be a very funny debate because – Biden's not the best debater. He's he's just not. No, but he's getting, he's getting worked in all these. But he also he can adds you out. to that <laughs> he doesn't have a crowd because of the coronavirus madness. Yeah. So he doesn't even have a crowd to kind of like feed off of or kind of maybe right. So maybe he won't be nervous to boo and shout down Bernie when Bernie you know fights fights Biden. <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 I am, don't know. I it's kind, kind of fun. interesting to see what happens. Yeah. yeah, to see what happens. I I get mean, your popcorn. Yeah. Get ready. I mean, but all this madness is coming from the coronavirus, right? So. Oh yeah, it's like they've canceled March Madness. Yeah, we heard that. Hurt man.
1: Uh, my, my wife. My wife. She she like she felt so bad for me. I almost cried for you when I saw it pop up on my own. which uh, by the way, just the just the gauge, on your cell phone, if you get updates okay. and my phone has been going bonkers. And it's almost yeah, no, a form no, for of anxiousness real. that keeps yeah. adding to this is canceled, this is canceled, oh, this is canceled. canceled yeah. From the coronavirus. NHL, MLB, NHL, NHL, yeah, NBA, NBA yeah. March
0: Madness, it, uh, concerts uh, yeah. are being canceled. Golf. Uh, St. Patrick's Day Parade in New York is They canceled the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but, but, is, but, is, it, but here's the deal. I'm, I'm going to take it from go you. I'm going to take it right here. Here's the deal. I talked to our our Dr. Rod
1: Story. Yes, who's or, uh, who's yeah, sponsor of the who's show, a sponsor yeah. of our show, Story Family Medicine.
0: He, he, we we're gonna try to get him on the show today. We got Samaritan Ministries coming on to talk about all this, but we we're I was trying to get Dr. Rod on. He couldn't come on, so so he's like, I'll call you and we'll talk about it. Okay. So uh he he said, you know, this is kind of we're overreacting to all this. He said this is a common. Virus and it's a particular strand within a common family right. of that virus. So coronavirus
2: is actually a family name. It's a family. It's a, it's name. It's a kind of virus, right? COVID nineteen is a particular strand Inside within that family, yeah. within and, the family. And
0: he said, "This is you know the the coronavirus the, the that strand's been around for a long, or the, the family's been around for a yeah. long time, and this strand may or may not be new, right? <laughs> but, but 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 he said the test kits we don't have the test kits to identify the particular strand. Yeah, what the test kit can identify is the family. Not the, not the 19th strand of it. All right. So all these people that are going to get tested, all these people who have coronavirus, they're going to get tested right. and they like, oh yeah, you got the coronavirus. And then they kind of try to determine How if they, they d- got the particular strand based off the Subjectivity? Symptom, symptoms. Symptoms. So, so, so doctors do this so, all the time. So
2: COVID-19 is more respiratory than others. Right. And so dry, dry cough. Right. So uh, that's what they're know. trying to go after is they're trying to identify it that way. But that's really interesting that there's, there yeah. isn't actually a test. For COVID nineteen, right, right, it's a coronavirus family test, mm-hmm. right, um, which means that you probably had the coronavirus. That's what I was in, thinking. In Georgia.
1: <laughs> so we we went on the, the East Coast tour. <laughs> by the way, which in you can January, watch yeah. on the on the Fight Laugh, Feast if app you're, if, if, you're you're a m- a if you're a club member. You're a club member, yeah, yeah. And if you're club members, oh my goodness, there's did so you, many. Did great Did you get things. the show Baraka show up there? I did. Oh, it's there. I did. It and is and there. believe it or not, guys, in a lot of those shows, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm ninety eight percent sure that I had outside of being tested, I had the coronavirus. That's crazy. I'm pretty sure. In January Based off the symptoms And so yep. we were in Atlanta yep. yeah. We come through the Atlanta airport mm-hmm. We're there at G3 oh, This is January I'm like saying I got it From somebody <laughs> the <at> G3 first, <laughs> The
0: first case was January
1: 19th Don't forget our, 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 our homie Juan Jang Who was in South Korea Was at a house with oh, us
0: Oh Juan It was Juan's fault <laughs> So
1: I'm just saying We was out there And guess who got it It was the people It was me and And uh, Neil so yeah. and we're touching the same things. We're the on the cameras. We're on the computer. We're around each yeah. other. nose we're rooming. Yeah. So,
2: Wait, but, we, so But you said, that I hear you right? That Doctor Story said that he thinks that we could have been having coronavirus in the, yeah. in the states for a while. For a while. Yeah.
0: It's because it's, maybe not it's, the same strand
2: though. Maybe not the same strand, but it's it goes it's, around. It's a flu. It's well, corona.
0: It's a virus. It's a coronavirus flu. You yeah, know. So right.
2: So is this something to cancel church over? Not unless you have, I think, a uh, compelling uh, um, immediate danger. Yeah. Like, um, I, would, I would say, first you start by just saying, elderly folks and those who have respiratory issues, um, feel free to self-quarantine. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah like my mom.
1: You know, my mom. You you know
2: I mean, if you're, if you're in that, um, I mean, the average age of people who are dying from this yeah. um, are, is 80. Yeah. Um, I don't believe there are any cases of, of children. No, um, there's that, a
1: few cases in South Korea of a thirty year old guy, I think.
2: Yeah, um, but um, it's uh, there's a like. But respiratory
1: know, issues it, are the problem.
2: Yeah, and, and so if you, so, if you're in that sort of higher end, high end um uh, range, then sure, um, and, and like you know, all flus, anyway, like and, all flus, and, and I think, hit that higher range. And I would recommend just things, just some common sense, like you know, everybody, you know, wash your hands, and yeah. you like know, you
1: should be doing anyway, s- nasty s- folks. S- uh, you know,
2: <laughs> m- maybe be doing more of the fist bump. Elbow taps You know That kind of thing Um, Give yourself a little more
1: space In the rows Um, But Can I But other than that No I don't think you should cancel church There's just an observation Me and my wife We So we have Eight people in our house Working on nine right now Yeah And so when we go buy Toilet paper we kind of have to buy a lot of it because there's a lot of bums in our house. Yeah. And so we go get our natural, normal levels of toilet paper. And my right. wife is like, people are saying, I don't understand. Why are you getting so much toilet paper? It's just a, it's a cold thing. Yeah. She's like, no, no, this ain't for the virus. It was just, it this is normal. We are if, preppers. If we not If we did that, we'd get a huge <laughs> U-Haul, you know? And so yeah. we were, <laughs> that, well, that's what we get. Yeah. But when I, we went to the store just to get basic house supplies because here's the deal. If everybody just acted normal, there would be no shortage of anything. Yeah. if everybody acted yeah. normal we'd be fine yeah. Oh, yeah. you know and, and so and
2: that's the thing though is is we still have where we're in a situation where the regular flu yeah kills between 12,000 and 20,000 people
1: yeah. yeah
0: every year yeah yep yeah. yeah and um and, and, and we only have identified at least to today probably upwards to about 2,000 cases. Right. Not deaths, right, right. but just it's 2,000 it, it's like eight, cases. Eight, isn't it like a... And we've canceled March Madness <laughs> <laughs> over,
2: over
1: this
0: identifying 2,000 cases. And we're
1: doing, I mean... in the flu. That's madness. We're getting, it is. We're getting the soap. All the soap was gone from the Walmart. Yeah. All the toilet paper was emptied out. All the hand sanitizer. And so I said, babe, let's just take a, a stroll over to the health side of things and see what's going on yeah. the other side. All the vitamin C was still there. All the vitamin E was still there. Oh, all so the right immune is. boosters were still there there that's and everybody is worrying about cleaning this outside thing and nobody's thinking about well what happens if they actually catch it can my body fight it off yeah yeah and it was like I think um, the elderberry was still there you know and it was like guys <laughs> <laughs> what are you Right, you know just if it's a flu then a, we can, it's a pretty good metaphor right for, for our land isn't it yes like, yeah, it wash, is.
2: wash that outside of that cup yes that's right. Uh, right but 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 we got dead ma- I, I, here's a couple things I, I saw um, yesterday uh, Congress was trying to pass the bill uh, for emergency help for coronavirus. Yeah. And, uh, the Democrats, I think, I, I can't remember if it was one million or a billion, but a huge, I know that's a big number difference, but a big chunk <laughs> chunk of that change, um, was to go to, uh, abortion funding. What? Yeah. It, it, it was, Nancy it, Pelosi it, was sticking it, that in there. It was, and, uh, they were, they were trying to get, um, a bunch, and, and the way it works is they were, they were, um, eliminating Hyde Amendment restrictions. What the Hyde Amendment says is that no money coming from federal um, funds can go to help support abortion. See, that's and, what scares and me. And so when. a bunch of people are uh, – and then what happened on the news was they were reacting. They said, why are the Republicans making a big deal about this? it's You're making this political. And the Republicans were saying, no, we're not making this political. You're making a political by removing a hide restriction saying yeah. this. Why are you removing that restriction? So remember, the same people that are running that are, you know, I'm not saying nobody's in danger. I know that there yeah, are some people yeah. that should take, take precautions. Take, we, we already talked about that. But I'm saying the same people that are running this hype, yeah. this panic, are people who think that it's okay to murder babies. Yeah, like yeah. They can't see clearly. No, um, and so I- is there any chance that all of this is a – Pretty highly calculated play um, to to screw Trump, absolutely. Yeah, yeah uh, and to screw you. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 that's, <laughs> and that's, that's, that's the thing is because yeah. what happens is the um what happens is you have um, the, the economic repercussions for all this are. Are gigantic. I mean, we're talking yeah. billions of dollars. Eleven
0: trillion dollars has been lost in the stock market already. Already, eleven trillion. Um,
2: and and what happens is, so people are not going to work. Yes, and right. so they're not getting their. They're not doing the work that they're called yep. by God to do. Talk pre- about loving your neighbor, producing the products, <laughs> supposed to exactly
1: doing the good work yeah. that God's called you to do. Well, yeah.
0: and look at how fast Republicans are becoming socialists. and all Well, that. that's
1: another thing too. Yeah. When, you know what when, I'm saying? When you when fear comes in, you can't see straight either. When you get to the place where yeah. fear, fear freezes you, and whatever somebody tells you to do, you say that's what i need to do and you don't think clearly right and and so we just need to stop for a second don't be afraid go back on your knees repent right remember the same media people that are running this play are the same
2: people you know again you said fake news earlier yeah you can't trust them for anything that's right meanwhile uh Pornhub. i saw this is is providing free porn to everybody in italy premium porn while they're in their quarantine hey at least you can commit adultery and fornication. Wow. But this is, I mean, this is the thing. Wow. Is um, we, I, we have to recognize that, uh, on the one hand, panic is stupid. Mm-hmm. A Panic is completely pagan. That's right. And on the other hand, we have to recognize that, that, you know, this is coming from the Lord. That's right. And if you're not waking up and saying, the reason why people panic is because they don't know Jesus. Yeah. And if you're a Christian and you're part of the panic, you're part of the problem. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. And and so we, we have we need to get on our knees. We yeah. need to confess our sins. This should be a moment of of come to Jesus and and yeah. and, and, and get clean. Yep. Get clean in your hearts. That's right, man. Um, that's right, you know, yeah Come on, well, preach, wash your hands. But you got to confess your Pre- sins, and you need to get right with Jesus. You yeah. need to have a clean heart so you can love your wife, you can love your kids.
1: Um, that's that's what's needed in this yeah. moment. There should be a fear there, and, but a fear needs to be towards God. Yeah, that's yeah. where the fear needs to be. Exactly. At, not towards man or the disease. A- exactly. Yeah. More cross politic when we come back. I still wouldn't mind having a little bit of sanitizer. So <laughs> just yeah, there, yeah. But there's some really neat
2: opportunities here. And too. yeah, that's uh, right. That's and, what we want to talk about next segment
1: with Samaritan Ministries but you should be checking them out right now. I don't need you in my. Welcome this back! It's all good. <laughs> okay. Welcome back to Cross Politic
2: on the Fight Left Feast Network. This segment is brought to you by Logos Online. Logos hey. Online School provides a Christ centered classical education for hey. grades 7 through 12 that is both affordable and accredited. Their mission is to support parents as they raise their children in the nurture and admonition of Jesus. Amen. Class, classes meet online daily, Monday through Thursday. Perfect for the coronavirus.
0: What? Right, perfect for the coronavirus. Well, this is online school. This <laughs> is hilarious. Well, I was
1: gonna say, you know, I've seen a lot of people now start to pull their kids out of government schools school. because of the yeah. coronavirus. They're spending down yeah. with Lysol, but if they were on Logos Online, yeah. they wouldn't have to do that. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: we're
2: outstanding teachers who take a personal interest in your student, and unlike other programs, there are no extra fees for diploma students and honors classes. Registration is open now for fall classes. LogosOnlineSchool.com, Christian, classical accredited, and affordable. Go to Logos Online <laughs> lineschool.com. We are grateful to have with us on the line right now Mr. Joel Noble. He is Director of Public Policy at Samaritan Ministries International, where he has served since 2001. He directs the ministry's legislative program, advocating for federal and state governmental bodies. Oh, good. Advocating with federal and state governmental bodies. Joel,
0: can you get March Madness back up? (laughs) Yes. Come on now. That's Come on now. (laughs) He's working on that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Joel earned his bachelor's degree in history education from Illinois State University with an emphasis on political science. Science, geography, and sociology completed a master's of arts and leadership studies from the seminary at Lincoln Christian University. Where his final research paper focused on what the Bible teaches on the proper jurisdictions of family, church, and oh, civil government. Period. God, period. How about that? He's been married to his wife, Sarah, for 20 years, Ooh. and they have four boys. Hey,
1: hey, are those boys baptized, Joe? Uh, yeah,
4: well, my five year old. Not yet. Um, and I'm sorry, it's all right. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, pray, yeah, for, we'll yeah, pray for you. We'll
1: pray for you. <laughs> you know, there's a virus going around, might be a good time. <laughs> Dunk them in some water,
2: yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. Joel, thanks so much for joining us. And you know, we, uh, Samaritan Ministries is one of our sponsors. We're so grateful for Samaritan Ministries, amen. Uh, D- Gabe's actually sporting Samaritan Ministries, he's rocking it right now. Uh, swag right yeah, now, that Amanda, Amanda Really? on oh, his yeah. t shirt. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, um So we got this uh, Corona thing, the Rona, the going around and, uh, and so I'm guessing you guys are getting starting to get some questions there. Samaritan ministries, how Samaritan ministries thinking about this and talking about it. Um, What's your guys angle on this?
4: So it's a pleasure to be here. Um, So we are really just, you know, trying to let the members know um, a couple different things. Uh, First, you know anything related to it, testing, treatment, um, we would treat like any other, any other need under our guidelines, and that would be something that that we would share. So, you just want to put that out there, you know, first to the members. Yep. And then uh, post that we have been, you know, working um, even more so in the last couple of days. We've always had disaster preparedness, um, you know, plan. You know, what happens if you know a tornado hits? You know, we're in Illinois. Stuff yep. like that, Yep. but we have you know already started to prepare. What does it look like to have to work remotely? Um,
1: mm. I
4: mean, what if um, you know for those that you know are using um, a public school? What if you know the school shuts down and they have to you know stay home and you know work remotely uh, because you know their kids are at, you know home now. Mm-hmm. Um, things like like that. Just making sure that because one of our you know our top priority is to make sure that needs are still being shared uh, regardless of what's going out, you know, outside of our doors. Um, and so, you know, we've, you know, joined in and making sure we have enough laptops and, you know, jumping on that before they, you know, all get sold off. And, uh, <laughs> really? and
2: wow. Yeah. That's funny.
4: Uh, yeah. Cause it's, I think laptops are at a premium right now. Um, I mean, it took, my understanding is it took us a couple tries just to get an order in. um, the wow. first couple, we're out of stock before. And so we've added, I think, you know, we had some other loaners out there, but last I heard, I think we, you know, put together about 81 more, more laptops uh, that, you know, could be distributed to a remote workforce if needed. And so, <laughs> wow. yeah, all of it, you know, I mean, we've compared it to basically having a sprinkler system. I mean, you have it there in case, case of the fire, you don't want the fire, right. you're hoping it's not going to be a fire, but if it is, so we've been working on that, and we're actually going to probably have a um, notice out to all our members by the end of the day, just to kind of explaining the precautions we've taken. And then beyond that, just, you know, uh, talking to them practically about, um, you know, just do what's best in, in terms of, you know, if you're feeling ill or sick, you know, maybe it's a, this is a point where you need some uh, social distancing, um, you know, wash your hands, um, things that, um, you know, it's funny that we probably sh- should have been doing before the coronavirus.
3: Um, but, Imagine uh,
0: that.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's kind of been the joke of like, who's not washing their hands. Right. But, um, so, you know, just reminding, you know, things like that and, you know, just being safe and, um, but you just reinsuring the members and at the same time, just, you know, taking the spiritual aspect of it also. You know, we've not been given the spirit of fear. I mean, Amen. that's been, that's been the, you know, kind of the downside to all of this is just the amount of fear. And um, it's just been, you know, that's been unfortunate that, you know, the, the level of fear that's out in the world right now. And um, just as, you know, the body of Christ not contributing to that. I mean, we... Yeah. Um, I just so. think I yeah, just think
0: yeah. what's what's helpful in all this is being reminded of that you know perfect love uh, uh, casts out fear, and yeah. you know most it seems like like the government and you know MLB all these all these leaders that are making these decisions it, I feel like they're virtue signaling it <laughs> seems like they are, and so I appreciate like Samaritan Ministries you guys aren't trying to put out this big virtue signal like you're going to save everybody in, in the world on this and. And, but it's but I, but it's because it's coming from like a a, a love for community and what you guys do. Uh, how do you guys are, you know how are you guys um, thinking about this in relationship to kind of the political uh, I don't know madness that's going on around all this?
4: Yeah. So just um, I mean, staying on on top of of you know, even though we're not insurance, um, I mean, just making it clear um, to. Government officials when necessary that um you know we have seen things like this before Mm -hmm. um i mean i was just just sharing that i've been here 19 years and it Mm. it didn't dawn on me that i mean the swine flu was just 11 years ago and so i mean we i was here we were operating and i you know happened to go back and look and we didn't see any you know really uptake it all even in needs and it certainly you know didn't you know wipe us out you know that yeah. and but at the same time you know taking it seriously people you know people are generally you know sick they they have needs we still want to be able to share that but just you know letting officials know because i mean their you know immediate reaction is okay everything you know you got to have free testing you got have all this and just to tell them like this is you know, this is not new to us. In yeah. in, in one sense, it's, the, a, it's a new virus. You know, it's a new virus, but dealing with needs is, is not, not new to, new to <clears throat> us. And yeah, and so right. we're you know we're prepared to you know help our members share you know with each other. What I, and one so of the so things? I, them know. Yeah.
2: One of the things but, I love about i, I, I love is maybe stronger, but I'm thankful for this <laughs> moment. Because it, um, when, when people fear and panic, what it is doing though is it's actually showing the powerlessness of their gods. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And that's so, right. In, in, in this, I mean, what we've done is we've made the state our god. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, they gotta come save us. And,
2: and so everybody's saying, what are you gonna do to fix this? That's what are right. you gonna do to fix this? Um, because we don't understand that it's, well, it's not their job to fix this. I mean, there, there's certain kinds of protections that they could, you know, that, that's within their jurisdiction. Yeah. Um, but there's actually a, an, an enormous opportunity then uh, for Christians who don't bow to the state god, yeah, who actually serve Jesus, to begin serving their neighbors. Which is one of the things I, I think is what's happening with Samaritan. Samaritan isn't all intertwined in this big government mess. Such that you know, if government has to fix it all, then you got to stand in lines, you got to get your, na- your your paperwork done, you got to get right. all your stuff. But if you're not entangled in that, yeah, then you just. Just, you know, send your, you know, your request in. And it's a, it's a, the, the private um, sector um, is, you com- ain't got you know strings on me.
1: Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. and,
2: and, and so it, it, it allows, I mean, have you seen that? I mean, is there, a, is there a greater freedom when Christians um, obey Christ and serve one another than when they run it through the government?
0: Yeah, yeah
4: absolutely. And even, um, I mean, I, on, you know, other uh, interviews where, you know, people just act Asked practically how, you know, Samaritan works and how knee-sharing works. I shared a story about um, one of my, I was my 11-year-old. He, um, they broke a light bulb earlier in the day and didn't tell us. and He went to bed and, um, you know, cut his leg on a piece of glass that he didn't mm. tell us about. So that resulted in a trip to, it had to be in the emergency room because it was 10 o'clock at night at that point. Yeah. And so I'm literally driving up Main Street and I have a choice. I can turn left. To go to one hospital, I can turn the right to go to another, and in that moment, I had had a choice of okay. Um, I know where on a Saturday night. I know where you know basically the drunk tank is. I know where they're taking the overdose. I know you know which one of those, mm-hmm. I mean, and I and I know what emer- the other emergency room also has a pediatric emergency room. They have two separate entrances: one for kids and one for adults, mm-hmm. and. I had a choice. I'm like, okay, I know where I'm going tonight, you know, to get this link stitched up. And so that kind of freedom of not being and bound by even a network. I mean, even the practical sense of not, not being controlled. I mean, I love Samaritan as an employer, but they're not the ones dictating where I get my Mm -hmm. medical service. Right. And because I, you know, I have that freedom. And so that's one of the big, Downsides to insurance is that ultimately the person using it's not in control, right. and so their employer's dictating it, or you know whoever's paying that. Right. And so yeah, I mean we've seen that, and in a practical sense, you know at Samaritan we've you know started a couple different kind of side programs. One was called the Morning Center, which was um, pre uh, um, maternity care, yeah. uh, prenatal, postnatal, yep. and it's and so to take that away from because um, you know, Medicaid and the government was one of the biggest payers for uh, pregnancies. Right. And to take that, take it away and say this most vulnerable part of your life, um, the church is going to step up uh, to the, you know, community that can't afford this, and, you know, when they can't afford it, they think, okay, the best choice is to just, you know, do away with this child and to say no. Yeah. Mm. Like, the church will take this and we'll, you know, we set up mobile, you know, vans and units and now in a couple cities and to say, we're going to take care of this completely free. Um, and, you know, this most, mm. you know, important part of your life and to take care of you as a church.
1: Wow. Talk about the pro-life yeah. side of the other side of the pro-life movement. That's beautiful. Right. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't that's know about beautiful. that. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know about that either. Uh, Go ahead. I'm thinking yeah. about um, one of the things in all
2: this is it, you know even now take that. And I want to encourage <laughs> our listeners and our audience just to be thinking more broadly, even that's like what. So so Joel and the folks at Samaritan have have particularly um, taken a lead in healthcare. Yeah. And even yeah. on the pro-life stuff yeah. and so forth. But there's a massive opening here for Christians. If you see that the government can't save, if you see that bureaucracy and centralization is just a dead end in a black hole, yeah, yeah. Um, there's this is a prime moment for you to step up and say, "What gifts has God given you, and yeah. how can you serve the needs of people around you?" Um, uh, you know. Uh, need is the is the mother of invention, right? Yeah, necess- that's right. Necessity yeah. is the mother yeah. inven- of invention. Yeah. And if you're a Christian and you know my life is hidden with God and Christ. Yeah. I'm not afraid of dying. Yeah. Um and then you you see, oh, there's a massive need. Yeah. What what How can, can you can do? do? Yeah. Uh, in, in Titus it says, "Let our people learn to maintain good works, meet urgent needs, that they may not be unfruitful." Yeah. And and I'm thinking things like, you know, is, is there an app that you need to invent right now? Right, um, yeah. that that right. would um, help uh, communicate uh, your community um, meet needs. Um, do, do do elderly folk need groceries delivered to their uh, to their yeah. homes? And is there an app that you need to write for that? Is there a social yeah. media thing that you need to do for that? Yeah. Um, is there some other business or company or operation? I mean,
1: maybe- how about loans? Uh, a P Gianni, who is a. The banker of America, Bank of America now. Okay. Remember, there was a 1906, I think it was. I just got this from the Italian documentary with them migrating here from, uh-huh. it, from Italy. Yeah. Um, and basically, the huge earthquake started a huge fire out in San Francisco, I believe it was, and burnt down everything. Yeah. He went to his bank, got all the money out of his bank put it inside of a little carriage and went to the barge or right on the, uh, the the bay there and gave loans out to the minorities that couldn't get loans from the government or any yeah. other bank yeah. off of a handshake.
0: No yeah. way.
2: And he
1: said he based that's it how, off of how like
0: Bank of America that, started? That's
1: how it exploded. So he was already doing his bank he would only give loans to those minorities and he would shake their hands and say the calluses on their hands would tell them if they were going to yeah. be able to pay the loan back. Right. Wow. And he did and So I was thinking about that in light of the federal government taking all these trillions of dollars and throwing the business. Like where's the private sector at? Yeah. Yeah, there's that, opportunities that, that, there for us to do that too. Yeah.
2: That's that's what I'm that's thinking. Great. That's what I'm saying is I, I think there's a huge opportunity if Christians will look at this in faith and say, how can we lead? Yeah, and get out in front of this and say, there's a need. I can meet that. I'm not afraid. I believe in in God's blessing, and and yeah, take uh, reasonable precautions and so forth. But that's that's what Samaritan Ministries has done. That's right in right. health sharing, healthcare sharing um, industry. But there's all kinds of other ways in which um, needs could be met now, especially with people probably getting laid off from their jobs. That's right. Um, you, you know, yeah. all kinds of um, needs with uh, elderly, um, health care. I mean, are there ways that hospitals can communicate more clearly, or doctors can communicate yeah. with their uh, their
0: their patients better? Yeah.
2: Um, and, and there are ways to alleviate panic That's uh, right. and and That's so right. forth. Well,
0: I, I got I got a question for Joel on that. Yeah. Joel, yeah. Um, are you do you guys work with like a, a particular doctor to kind of when when something like this happens to communicate to the members? on on how to just be thinking, to calm people, to get them to think normal about these things?
4: <laughs> we,
0: honestly, we haven't with providers. Um,
4: I mean, there's, you know, providers that we know that are friendly towards cash pay, and we know, um, I mean, we, when we can, I mean, we, um, you know, have a lot of resources for our members in terms of, like, the Christian Medical Association dental. Yeah. And so when we, you know, Providers that we know um, well and we've worked with and um, even providers that, you know, are in a small practice that happen to be members. Yeah. Um, I mean, we try to get that out to members and, you know, let them know, you know, about folks in their area. Um, but, and especially like DPCs, um, is, you know, big now with the direct primary care and making, making that easier for our members so that they can have, you know, a good, you know, a more personal relationship with their physician. Uh, but no, we haven't actually like talked to providers about, okay, you know, um, can you, you know, share with them and help them through, you know. The times where there's hysterica yeah, that, you know,
2: around but that's, things. That's another so. example, though. The direct primary care thing is another way in which doctors have already been saying, "I'm going to get out of the system," yeah. and I'm just going to yeah. I'm going to do direct exactly. direct primary care. We got Dr. Rod Story here in town yeah. doing that, mm-hmm. um, and oh, a, yeah. lots of others have done it. But that's just another way in which Christians, faced with a problem, Christians get creative. That's right, yeah. and and get creative to, to solve the problem. That's good, and it, and yeah. and when you're doing it thinking biblically with a biblical worldview, um, it, it actually, it's, it's the better way. Yeah. yeah. It, it, That's like,
1: actually free market economics too. Exactly. Is how can I provide for my neighbor right now? Something of value.
2: And when you don't you have, That's long, loving your neighbor. and when you don't have the long lines and all the bureaucracy to worry about and they can get care quickly and smoothly and so forth, That's right. man, that, that, that wins in the free market okay. really yeah. fast.
1: Joe, the last word is yours, sir. Go ahead. Um,
4: I mean, I appreciate what you all are doing and it, um, I mean, I think we're uh, right there with you in terms of getting the jurisdiction back to the church and, mm-hmm. um, I mean, allowing the the church to to act um, because at the end of the day, when, when people are served, um, it's who's being glorified. And if the church is doing it, they can point people to Christ and say, Amen. we did this. You know, out of love for Christ, and the ultimate glory goes to Him. And, and instead of, you know, them looking to say, oh, you know, glory to the government, glory mm. to, you know, elected Oof. officials, and, you know, they're great people. And a lot of them, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's God that provides all this. It's the God that you know put that King on the on the throne, anyhow. And so it should right. be His His glory, anyhow. Amen. But that's all. That's that's what we want to do. I mean, we had a saying around here that we don't care who gets the credit as long as it's Jesus. And so <laughs> that's what we operate. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, wow. So yeah. So that's you know last word. Did it all
1: together. Joe, appreciate you coming yeah. on the show. I appreciate what you guys yep. doing. That's good stuff. Uh, Samaritanministries.org. They support crosspolitik. Forward
0: slash crosspolitik.
1: Yeah. 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 that's right. Because we want you, to, you right. to tell them that we yeah. sent you there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> More crosspolitik coming up next. Got David Hall. Mark David Marvin Hall. Home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted. Meals are shared and stories are told. We are Chris and Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team
2: of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country.
3: Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide.
1: Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy.
2: Yeah. I'm awake. I'm Better awake. Be. Exactly. Better be. Welcome back to Cross Politics on the one and only Fight,
0: Laugh, Feast.
1: Corona-free show. What's that? Corona-free show.
0: Corona-free? And a lot of people are home watching us live right now because (laughs) in their quarantine in their quarantine yeah
2: hey this uh segment is brought to you by story family medicine is this an accident are you sure you want to no this is for real today our sponsor is story family medicine a medical clinic here in moscow idaho you might recognize dr story from past episodes of cross Politics. did you put that in
1: there are you you missing something in the monitors
2: (laughs) where he talked about the current transgendering Crisis. Yes. Uh, yeah, go back and check out that show. That was that was a good uh, show. Was crazy. It was. He, it was. he resigned his position at a hospital over them uh, wanting to do transgender surgeries. Yep. yep. In twenty eighteen, Dr. Story opened up his own direct primary care clinic. Uh, DPC is a membership model that's direct primary care, uh, where members pay a single monthly fee for continuous
0: and personal care. It's kinda like joining the cross politic club. <laughs> You know, our club doesn't
1: really help you medically. (laughs) Continuous
0: personal care.
1: (laughs) Depends Uh, on where you put mental at. You
2: can find more information at StoryFamilyMed. That's
1: StoryFamilyMed.com. Sanitize that.
2: Or by calling their office at 208-310-7773. That's StoryFamilyMed.com or 208-310-7773.
1: Can I just tell you, I love the fact that he prays with his clients. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so impressive. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, he finishes up and says, how can I pray so, for you today?
0: I'll, I'll tell more about this on the show later, but I talked to him on the phone this morning, and before he got off, he's like, can I pray with you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you were asking him about
2: stuff for the Coronavirus. show. Like, but, but let me pray let, for let you. Let me pray for you. Uh, we are very thankful to have with us right now on the line uh, Dr. Mark David Hall. He's the Herbert Hoover Distinguished Professor of Politics and Faculty Fellow in the William Penn Honors Program at George Fox University. Mm. He's an associated faculty at the Center for the Study of Law and Religion at Emory University and a senior fellow at Baylor University's Institute for Studies of Religion. He's written and edited or co-edited a dozen books on religion and politics in America and is a nationally recognized expert on religious freedom. He writes for the online publications Law and Liberty, Intercollegiate Studies Review, and has appeared regularly on a number of radio shows including Including yeah. Truth in Action, Today's Issues, the Janet Medford Show, and Cross Politics. Wow. He's also the author of the brand new book. Did America have a Christian founding? Mark should thank be you. a short book. Thank you for joining us on Cross Politics.
3: Hey, thank you so much for having me.
2: I uh, really appreciate you coming on. So um, this is
0: no coincidence what, what is that, that Mark is here.
3: Especially no. after, just, yeah. We yeah. just talked to Andrew
0: on on yeah. Wednesday. Andrew Seidel yeah. came on our show, uh,
2: yeah. and it was this is one of those things where God pieced all these things together. But Andrew Seidel had actually retweeted or copied a, a, a tweet that I put out about women and elders and stuff. He was just going off about how wicked. It's uh, amazing your, how moral he was. is. <laughs> Fundamentalist Christian
3: nationalism
2: is. Yeah. Wow. And then I look up and I see he's got a book. And then we get him on, and then it turns out he just debated you, Mark.
3: That's right, down at the University of Louisville, and you can still find that debate if you just Google both of our names, it was filmed by C-SPAN, and it's uh-huh. up on the worldwide internet somewhere. So, what are your thoughts on
2: the work of Andrew Seidel?
3: You know, he is a, a decent guy in person, uh, but his work, his book, um, is just absolutely horrible. <laughs> um, I think it's titled something like, Was America Founded? as The Founding Myth. Yeah, 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 The Founding Myth. Um, and he addresses the role of religion in the American founding, and basically he argues, as do far too many people, including scholars, that America's founders were Enlightenment rationalists, who created a godless constitution, and they desired the strict separation of church and state. And all of these claims are just absolutely and fundamentally flawed. Yeah, and this is why you wrote your book. Exactly right, and my book and Andrews came out about the same time. But there are plenty of other scholars who have written about these things, um, secular scholars, but Christian scholars as well. People who teach at Messiah College and other okay. other places, as well as popular authors. So these, these arguments are out there; they're all over the place, and they're just simply wrong.
2: So when we were talking to him on Wednesday, the uh, um, you know he says you know this it's a godless document. The Constitution is a godless document, yeah, yeah. and I said no, it's not. God's in the, in the, in the document. He says, all right, here we go. Let's, let's say it together. One, One two, two three. three. Year of our Lord. Year of our Lord. And he goes <laughs> on this, you know, this tangent about how, you know, uh, the a
0: scribe it slipped in, a scribe sort yeah. of
2: slipped it in surreptitiously, but yeah. the founders, you know, weren't, weren't in, intending that at all. So what's your answer to his mockery of the, the just the fact that the, the constitution is dated, the founding of our country, um, in line with the birth of Jesus?
3: I would say it's a very trivial point, and I address this in my book, but I don't really place any weight on it. Um, Because let's say that the deity was referenced three or four times, like the Declaration of Independence. Um, When someone like Andrew Seidel looks at the Declaration of Independence, he'll still say that's a secular document, too. And uh, God is referenced just simply as a matter of rhetoric. So I just want to get beyond counting references to God and talk about the intellectual influences on America's founders. Then I'll mention just one that yeah. you guys will appreciate right away. The founders were convinced that humans are sinful, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No that even Christians continue to struggle with the old man within. Yeah. And so they designed a constitutional order separ- characterized by separation of powers, checks and balances, federalism, and that sort of thing. Enlightenment thought at the time was going exactly the opposite direction. The, the basic premise of Enlightenment thought is that humans are perfectible. Humans are basically good. If we just Mm -hmm. get the educational system right, we can produce good humans, and um, government should be by the experts, right? By the educated experts. And they should, in fact, have a a great deal of power, a great deal of centralized power, so they can pass good laws for the many uneducated people. America's founders saw that that would be a recipe for disaster. A recipe for tyranny, and so we went in exactly the opposite direction. That is just one of the ways yeah. in which America's founders were influenced by Christian ideas. I, uh, I delineate three or four major um, ideas like this in arguing that America, in fact, has a, a godly constitution, not a godless constitution.
0: I, I always find it um, funny when when atheists find uh, the two doctrines. I think the atheists find most abhorrent is original sin. They hate that doctrine. Yeah, because how could you know why am I responsible for Adam's sin? Yeah. You know kind of thing. And then the other doctrine yeah. is is the substitutionary atonement. Yeah, they they hate the fact that Christ could substitute Himself for our responsibility or for our mistake or right. whatever. Yeah, and and it, it, it you know he's he's talking about this history book. He's trying to write some sort of history analysis or whatever. But that can't it keeps coming up with him. Right, he hates it. It comes up. How do you? Yeah. How, um Why does why does that those doctrines? Influence an atheist on how he sees history so so poorly.
3: Yeah, you know that's an interesting question. His book is full of these very bad arguments, right? So, yeah. for instance, he'll say Christians embraces the, um, the this doctrine of the atonement, uh, but the Eighth Amendment prohibits cruel and unusual punishment, <laughs> and therefore yeah. the founders rejected um, uh, the, the 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 Bible. Yeah, um, that's one right. One of my favorite arguments is this. The, the First Commandment says you shall have no God before the, other than the Lord your God. The First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution says we'll have religious freedom. Right. Therefore, the founders rejected the, the the First Commandment. I mean, it's just an insane argument. Yeah. It's, a, it's a basic, classic, category mistake. And his book is full of those sort of silly arguments, honestly.
2: When, when, uh, I'm sorry, are going to go? Go ahead. All right, I was just going to say, one, one other... Place that the atheists like to go, which I think sometimes catches Christians off guard who are wanting to argue that no, our founders were um, building a country off of Christian principles and so forth is the treaty with Tripoli. Yeah. So, um, can you just explain that what that was for our audience and then explain why it's it shouldn't be a problem for Christians who understand history this way?
3: Sure. I, um, I, and I discuss it in the book as you might expect. Um, basically, there's about five documents that people like Andrew Seidel can really latch to that seem to support the argument that America was founded as a as a secular, godless country. The Treaty of Tripoli is one of these. Basically, the Treaty of Tripoli is a treaty between the United States and the um, pirates in North Africa. And Muslim one pirates. Of the, um, yeah. a, Muslim pirates, exactly. Um, places like Libya today. Um, And and it basically says America was in no way founded as a Christian nation. So that would seem to support Andrew Seidel's thesis. Right. However, the context, of course, what you had is basically American ships were protected by the British Navy until the War for American Independence. After that, During and after that war, the British Navy, understandably, is no longer protecting American shipping. And so American ships are being captured by these pirates. And Americans are being uh, forced into slavery, were being ransomed, and this sort of thing. And so this is just a very practical, pragmatic arrangement to make peace with these pirates. And it was a pretty shameful peace, actually. We paid um, basically ransom to them and this sort of thing in order that for them to stop picking on us. Right. Um, so this was, in fact, a line in the in the treaty. Um, this treaty was publicly known, and it was unanimously approved by the U.S. Senate. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things they argue is, first of all, you understand the context. You can kind of see how this comes about. Um, second of all, if anyone thought this was a principled statement of church-state relations, there would have been a lot of controversy about it. But no one understood it to be that. And then this treaty was renegotiated and reapproved a, a dozen times after the initial treaty, and this line was removed and it never came back again. Huh. Uh, basically, these pirates remained a problem until Thomas Jefferson sent right. the Marines and to wipe them out, right, right. Uh, okay. from the shores of Tripoli. It's a reference to this wonderful. Yeah. Uh, um, manly response to the pirates instead of this cowtowing to them. Yeah. So it's a shameful um, part of American history, I think, but in no way, shape, or form should be taken as a principled statement of the relationship between Christianity and, and the American founding. You
1: know, in the last what, 15, 20 years, we've seen kind of a new wave of atheism uh, kind of rise up in America and one of the, when we first saw it, you know, evangelists kind of jumped on it, but uh, I remember Ray Comfort on the streets and the open air preaching and just kind of this rise of new atheism, this kind of combative atheism started hitting us. But then they started attacking kind of foundational truths like, american founding history what, what has happened probably in the last 15 and 20 years to kind of open up this new wave to hit that even the foundations that would have like my mom and her her mom would have been like that's a stupid question of course america was a christian nation and grandmother wasn't wasn't a christian yeah. but, but, <laughs> but she it, was, it was just a, a, a given what's happened probably in the last 15 20 years to kind of make this question even pop up that you have to write a book like this
3: you know that that's a wonderful <laughs> question i think the um this line of argumentation goes back to the 19th century. It really takes off in the mid 20th century, especially with respect to church state relations with Everson versus the board of education in 1947 mm. case where uh, the justices said, basically we have to interpret the establishment clause in light of the founders views. Thomas Jefferson and James Madison equal America's founders. Uh, Jefferson and Madison wanted to build a wall of separation between church and state. Therefore, the First Amendment requires a wall of separation between church and state. And so Supreme Court justices and college professors and others have been making these arguments since the mid-20th century. I think it's taken some time for these arguments to mm. um, filter down mm. into the uh, the general reading public, for want of a better phrase. In terms of the angry atheist, I, um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what sparked them. Maybe the fact that America... I think is becoming less and less of an active Christian country. Maybe they see an opening. Maybe they're pushing their advantage, in this sort of thing. And this might help explain why these arguments have have, have taken on a lot more publicity. Mm-hmm. Because you're exactly right. The uh, number of Americans who claim to be atheists is still not high, but the number of Americans who say I have no religious affiliation is at an all-time high, by far and away. Yeah. And the number of Americans who say I'm an active practicing Christian. Is pretty much heading towards an all time low.
2: Yeah. One of the things you do, really, it's really helpful in your book, is you point out that the Supreme Court and a number of other activists have highly favored Jefferson and Madison. Mm-hmm. And, and you point out this is actually just kind of ridiculous. Why?
3: Oh, it's totally ridiculous. Well, first of all, if we're looking to the founders to understand what the First Amendment was intended to do, We need to understand that Jefferson played no role, literally no role, in drafting the First Amendment or ratifying the First Amendment. Uh, Madison was involved with it, but Madison, of course, is simply a member of the House of Representatives. He had to negotiate with his fellow representatives. They had to negotiate with the Senate. And so the First Amendment is a product of a community. Now, one of the chapters of my book, I argue that even Jefferson and Madison were not the sort of separationists that people like Andrew Seidel from the Freedom From Religion Foundation wishes they were. Right. Um, they simply weren't. But once we turn from them to the rest of the founding generation, we see no desire to build a wall of separation between church and state. Let me just give you one story. It's one of my favorite stories. Yeah. Literally one day after the House of Representatives approved the wording of what became the First Amendment, um, Elias Boudinot said to his fellow representatives, Hey, guys, things are going well. Let's ask President Washington to issue a Thanksgiving Day proclamation. Mm. Ananias Burke said, no, 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 we can't do that. That's a European practice. Roger Sherman, the old Puritan from Connecticut, said, no, it's okay, guys. It's a biblical practice. We certainly can do this. The House agreed with Boudinot and Sherman. The Senate agreed with the House. And President George Washington, who did not have to do it, issued a wonderful, um, robust Thanksgiving Day proclamation, Your listeners can find it easy as pie. Just Google George Washington Thanksgiving Day Proclamation 1789, and bam, there it is. (laughs) And I think this, and I tell a number of stories like this, in no way, shape, or form did the American founders desire to um, build a wall of separation between church and state. What they wanted to do in the Establishment Clause is simply say we are not going to have a national church, and thank goodness they did. National churches always end up being bad for Christianity. And I think they saw that, and so therefore they said, we aren't going to have one of those for profoundly Christian reasons. Yeah. But in no way, shape, or form, they want to build a wall of separation between church and state.
0: So, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the First Amendment you know, says Congress shall make no law, which is obviously restricting the Congress, <laughs> or used to, <laughs> but, but right. now uh, the Congress makes all sorts of laws regarding the establishment of religion, uh, and a lot of justification is used in the 14th Amendment to give Congress that authority to do that. Can you can kind of flesh that out for me?
3: Yeah, sure. So you're exactly right. Everyone understood the First Amendment to be only a restriction on the national government and all of the Bill of Rights for that matter. Hmm. Um, the 14th Amendment comes to line. If you read through the 14th Amendment, you'll see a phrase that goes something like this. No state shall um, deny any person... Um, their the rights. And so this was taken uh, by the U.S. Supreme Court beginning in 1925. The U.S. Supreme Court said, well, what sort of rights? What what sort of rights are protected by the 14th Amendment? Well, they must be the most important rights in the Bill of Rights. So in 1925, the Supreme Court said for the first time, we'll apply freedom of speech to the state. So now the state of Idaho, just like the national government, can not infringe someone's right to freedom of speech. Huh. In 1943, the Free Exercise of Religion Clause. In 1947, the Establishment Clause. And on and on we go. And to almost every provision of the Bill of Rights, now is a restriction upon the state as well as the national government. Now, in some respects, this is not a bad thing. This, this would mean, for instance, that someone in Idaho, let's say a majority of the legislators in Idaho, decided to create a state church. Um, it would be prohibited by the Establishment Clause from doing so. However, um, especially because the people like the Freedom, or people like Andrew Seidel, the Freedom From Religion Foundation, these are taken, these provisions are taken in ridiculous ways. Let me give you just one example. When Ohio created a state Holocaust memorial, it included a Star of David in the state Holocaust memorial. The Freedom From Religion Foundation, people said, this cannot be. The First Amendment prohibits um, any religious imagery on public land.
1: Mm.
3: Fortunately, there are people out there saying, you know, calling their bluff and they said, no, it doesn't. The yeah. first amendment prohibits the creation of a state church. How is having religious imagery, especially minority religious imagery in a state mm. monument an establishment of religion? It isn't, it's yeah. permissible. And fortunately courts generally go along with this. So recently, just last summer, the court upheld a massive 40 foot cross on public land in Maryland. Yep. Um, in this case, it was the uh, American Atheist Association or something like that, American Humanist Association, who said this clearly violates Establishment Clause. The U.S. Supreme Court, by a vote of 7 to 2, says no, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, and we don't have to go around tearing down crosses and things of this nature because of the Establishment Clause. So generally, courts have been going in the right direction on these questions, but people like Andrew Seidel are still out there. Abiding tooth and nail to remove religion from the public square. Mm.
2: At, at the very end of your book, you trace some of the growing religious accommodations in the states, um, in the decades following the ratification of the, of the Constitution. You're tracing things like, um, oaths for office and, uh, military service exceptions and that kind of thing. And then, and then at the very end, you argue that this logic would apply, um, to even sort of more modern concerns. And you point out, like, I'm not, you say something like, I'm not saying necessarily that they would, that they would have applied them in the same way, but you're saying the logic does. And, and then you close the whole – the last chapter that saying something like, you know, we just cannot pick and choose which religious convictions to protect. Otherwise, you know, that gun gets turned back on us. And I have a deep appreciation for the principle there of uh, protection of religious conscience and freedom of, of religion and so on. At the same time, part of me um, at the very end was sort of like, wait, but um, but is it completely possible – is that, is it utterly completely possible to say any and every religious um, conviction has to be protected? Or are we saying basically that there are, you know, um, sort of humane principles that are established by, by God, by the Bible, that end up being a blessing for most religions, yeah. but that there actually are going to have to be some limits somewhere?
3: Yeah, no, there absolutely have to be limits. Religious liberty is not a trump card that allows people to do anything they want. Right. The U.S. Supreme Court, the liberal justice, William Brennan, came up with a wonderful test that I think works really well. Basically, he said, look, as long as the law is general and neutral, so it's not targeting a particular religion's practice, it has to be general and neutral, um, the state has to have a compelling interest if it's going to keep someone from acting upon their religious conviction. So to give a really easy case, if you have a, a, a follower of the Aztec religion who wants to sacrifice a baby to the sun god, of course the state can step in and say, no, we yeah. have a compelling interest in prohibiting murder. A little bit more complicated would be a Christian scientist who says, my religious convictions will not allow me to give my baby medical treatment. Right. And I would say there, the state can still step in and say, no, we have a compelling interest in ensuring that this baby receives medical treatment. But when it comes to something, let's take a case from your next-door state of Washington, when it comes to a a florist who has a religious conviction that she cannot participate in a same-sex wedding ceremony, I don't think the state comes within a light year of having a compelling interest (laughs) of requiring her to do so. Now, in, in the book, I'm not going to argue against laws banning discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation. I think the laws are more trouble than they're um, worth, but Washington has that law. Washington can keep the law. What Washington should not be allowed to do is compel a florist to participate in a same-sex wedding ceremony against a religious conviction, unless it has a compelling reason to do so. And again, I, I, I think not within a light year yeah. um, would any rational person say that there is a compelling interest, even if you're the most pro-LGBTQ rights person on the face of the earth. Right. I, I don't think that could, person can give a compelling interest for compelling the 65-year-old grandmother to participate in a wedding ceremony against a religious... But community. we have to have
2: her flowers. We have to have her flowers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: that, yeah. Yeah.
2: Now, this is a... Um, I really loved the book, uh, Mark, and, and really, uh, I thought it was fantastic, very, very helpful. I've been... Uh, I've been telling everybody to buy it and get it and uh, so
3: um, good work
2: just really appreciate your work on this topic and and your book man
3: hey thank you so much and thank you for having me on your show I'm really honored to be here
1: oh we're glad you're here too Mark Mark David Hall did America have a Christian founding you can get that at Amazon any other place that you recommend they get it
3: You know, Amazon, you can buy it at a pretty steep discount. So I would recommend Amazon.com.
1: Okay, well, you don't mind giving away your money. Okay. (laughs) If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. And baptize your hands.
3: This is Cross (laughs) Politics.